Well, well, Chandler, today we are here, gathered here today, because we need to discuss not the dissolution, but the entire journey and relationship of Giselle Boonchin and Tom Brady. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. I think, you know, in order to understand, you know, what broke down, we, you mm-hmm. know, we need to understand what came together first. What know? was built. Before it was. Exactly. Yeah, what was built. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a James Galvin poem. A quote from it is, um, we burnt the house down to get the nails back. And I think that that mm-hmm. actually could be quite apropos as we move yeah. into this episode. I love that. Wow. Stirring. Sometimes you need to burn the house down in order to get the nails back. And that might be exactly what Giselle Bündchen has done. I was recently listening to another podcast about uh, her memoir, all right, mm-hmm. which I think sounded like, you know, she gave a lot of uh, life lessons tea. in it. And so she, I think, yeah, yeah. Well, less tea and more like life according to Giselle. So I'm very curious to to see what uh, what conclusions you came to. Well, here's the thing. So I have always thought Giselle was absolutely stunning. And I don't know if it's some sort of internalized oh, really? you misogyny. Do? That's weird. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I think that I've been like, I'm good there. I know she's literally perfect looking. I don't know that I need to listen to her like lessons on life. I don't need to know that I yeah. need to. I Maybe I just didn't have a ton of interest beyond knowing that she was literally perfect looking. So doing this deep dive and really, I think, um, had a huge reckoning with how wrong I was to overlook what's going on inside Giselle Bündchen, which could be actually more interesting and much more exquisite than the external. Wow. I'm, I'm dying. I'm so excited to hear all about it. I think when it comes to celebrity memoirs, like I really have to care about the celebrity to want to read their book. Right. Because most of the time they're like ghost written and mm-hmm. there's just like a lot of mumbo jumbo that frankly I don't believe in or care about. So yeah, like for I recently went to the library and saw Sheena's or no, sorry, Stassi's memoir. And I was like, I think mm-hmm. I'm good. I really like Stassi, but I just don't think I need to read her memoir. I think I'm okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but it takes truly being compelled by someone to be interested in their autobiography. Yeah. And I will tell you, though, that after doing this deep dive, I fully want to read. I want to know okay. everything she has to tell us. Wow. Well, let's get started. Stop okay, let's get me. started. Chandler, Tom, do you know where he grew up? Do you know he grew up in San Mateo, California? Wow. Sunny San Mateo. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I would have never guessed. <laughs> I know. I took him for a San Fernando type of guy, but no, totally, San Mateo. Totally. San Bernardino. San Mateo it is. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so that's one of the one of many surprises that we're going to be delighted with this wow. episode. <laughs> Starting us off with a real bang. Everyone taking no- <laughs> notes? Everyone got that? San Mateo. <laughs> He was born in 1977. So he is a full like 45 years old, which I will say did come as a shock to me because I just look so young. So maybe that maybe that flies in the face of all my carnivore delight or my all of my preference for meat eating. But maybe his plant based lifestyle really has done well for him. Yeah, Um, I think also he's been playing a sport that's typically, you know, a young man's game. It's true. Absolutely. But no, he is 45 
today um, in 2022. So he's the youngest of three sisters, which actually does track because if anyone knows Tom Brady, which neither of us do, you know, I think anyone can intuit that this guy is a strong ego. Um, And I think Mm, maybe being mm. the baby of the family, the only boy and, you know, the picture of perfection and talent. Super hot. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that really kind of came to the fore for me in a big way, Chandler, was the stature okay. this man possesses. Yeah. So Tom Brady. Some height numbers right now? Well, actually, I don't know. I'm just going to describe to everyone how okay. he's truly a large person. So well, I did some numbers. Okay, well, I don't have weight or measurements, but why don't you look up his height? Okay, thank you. Um, I just was like, if you look at pictures of him and Giselle, Giselle obviously is Amazonian of great stature, great height. Um, He even compared to her just towers over her. He's got to be 6'5", 6'7". He's okay. He's not. So he's 6'4". And she's 5'11". Okay. He's also so built, like he's such a mm-hmm. big man. He's not right. skinny in any way. He's very, very muscular. Yeah, are gonna be like, yeah. yeah, Lauren, he's a professional athlete. He's literally like one of the most elite athletes to ever walk this <laughs> earth. Yes. Very it's stunning conclusions from you today. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're so deep in this deep dive. I know. Oh, my God. Thank goodness we're getting these hot takes. <laughs> Yes, he's a great body. Now that that everyone knows that Tom Brady is very tall and very built, (laughs) let's move forward. Um, He also, this is a fun fact. Can we spend a little bit more about his looks? Can we? Are we going to stay on his looks? (sighs) Okay, let's just talk. Yeah, I mean, he has he has a movie star face. Yeah, he's absolutely gorgeous, which just can be a little unfair for someone who's also like a godly athlete. It just seems like God, like God gives, does he really give with both hands to some people? Well, maybe yes. No, I know. I know. I know. The little cleft chin. Like, are you joking me? The perfectly symmetrical face. Those just gorgeous features. Yeah. It's arresting. It is something that stirs the heterosexual woman's nether region loins um yeah absolutely i'm googling young tom brady and he has had a little bit of a glow up i mean he's still really cute though i mean mean, there's this one where he looks like a kennedy like he's just wow he's a 10 out of 10 body and face and honestly i just think that there's a reason why red-blooded american women they rejoiced when this divorce was announced it's true guess what someone that's not Giselle is going to get to bang Tom Brady. And that's really <laughs> exciting for her. So is, as women, is. let's rejoice for our sister. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate <laughs> together. Wherever you are, let's be celebrating right now. Yeah. Che- Stand woo, up. Clap your right. hands. <laughs> woo Okay. But anyway, now that we have um, gone full horn dog, let's take it back, Chandler, to the history. Okay? Okay. Are you settled? Are you cooled down? Cold shower I'm over? I, I've stopped. I've stopped looking at young Tom Brady photos on Google Images. Just so okay, you know. great, perfect. Save that for later tonight. So apparently, Tom, he did not play football in the beginning. He played baseball and planned to be an MLB player. Okay, a major league baseball player. Okay. And in 1995, he was actually drafted, Chandler, to be part of the Montreal Expos baseball team. Okay baseball wow yeah 
So apparently he was also good at another great American sport. Um, mm-hmm. But he made the choice to leave that sport behind and focus on football. But Chandler, he was not always a hugely successful football player. So in high school, he was the backup quarterback for the junior varsity team. Okay. He eventually attends University of Michigan where he plays football. And he is considered by the NFL to be the cheapest, basically, steal because he was the yeah. 199th draft pick. And his first NFL contract was only for a mere pittance yeah. of $864,000. Like literally nothing. Wow. That's shocking. I don't really know numbers in sports, but that's, I know that's not a lot. I mean, it's not, I'm just making a joke. I was making a tone deaf joke. Like obviously $864,000 is a lot, but I'm sure in the world of sports, that is basically a kick in the face. So, but Tom Brady, he took it in stride. He took his, his meager wages and he, he signed with the NFL and he began playing for the new England, England Patriots from 2000 to 2020 until at that point he moved to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So Chandler, to date, he has made approximately $330 million in NFL contracts and endorsements. Wow. It's a lot of cash. Where's Giselle? So thank you. So, so he was born in 1977. Again, everyone in San Mateo. Well, guess what? (laughs) A mere three years later, in gorgeous, warm southern Brazil, another wow. child was born. This child is named Giselle. Age appropriate. Yeah, Can age I just appro- say? this is an age appropriate union, which we love on this podcast. We love. Um, Giselle is one of six girls. So she has yeah, five yeah. sisters, including a twin sister. I do not envy being Giselle Bündchen's twin sister. That's all I'll say about that. Um, it would take a, a lot of, uh, that would take Honestly, a lot of humility. She's, she's probably the strongest person you could ever meet. Like, I just can't even imagine that. Um, yeah. So she was originally, apparently Giselle was originally interested in volleyball, but her mother pulled a little bit of a Yolanda Hadid and signed Giselle and her twin sister up for a, a modeling course to improve mm-hmm. their confidence and posture. Okay. This is one thing that I think is funny. So I was a random aside. I was watching a YouTube video of Yolanda Hadid and there, yeah. <laughs> there's a scene of her in Realizes Beverly Hills where she's talking about Gigi playing volleyball and she's like, these girls, they play for four hours a day and they develop these large upper bodies. I looked at my daughter and I said, is yes. my daughter a lesbian? Like, Oh my gosh. Wow. Like, this really is 2005 television. L- truly, truly. It's like Yolanda <laughs> telling Gigi she needs to like eat less and stuff. I like remember that from Real Housewives. Insane. Anyway. So apparently Giselle's mom took a leaf out of Yolanda's book and thought, I don't want my daughter. I need to stop referring to all women as this bitch. I don't want my daughter in volleyball. I want her in modeling courses. So then Giselle was discovered at a mall two years later by a modeling agent Mm -hmm. in 1995 when she was 15 years old. She debuted at New York Fashion Week in 1996. She was rejected 42 times in London before being cast by Alexander McQueen in 1998. She's credited with pioneering and popularizing the horse walk, a stomping movement created by a model lifting her knees high and kicking her feet to step. So Chandler, Giselle also ushered in a new body type for supermodels. Heroin chic was out. And very slender with boobs and a butt was in. I oh, mean, great. Wow, Perfect. thank God. <laughs> what an evolution she gave us. Thank you, Giselle. I mean, I almost feel like 
it's that's more unattain- unattainable. It's like actually, it absolutely, we is. just need you to be naturally perfect. We need you to like be be fat in all the right places. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Chandler, not only is she literally perfect, perfect looking, but she's also an author. So in 2018, Giselle released her memoir, Lessons: My Path to a Meaningful Life. Yeah. The proceeds from her book went to support social and environmental causes. So she's also a good person. So infinitely hateable. But you know what, you guys? We're going to have to suspend that part of our personality, suspend those demons, because this woman is also infinitely lovable. She's very involved in charity work and philanthropy. And my favorite fact, so let's just all remember that mere minutes ago, I disclosed that Tom Brady has made $330 million from his NFL contracts and endorsements. Well, yeah. Giselle has raked in a cool $400 million from modeling, mm-hmm. endorsements, and other business ventures. So this bee is actually significantly richer than her husband. Wow. It's shocking because I would not have thought that. Right? Especially because yeah. I feel like she's been so out of the spotlight. And she mm-hmm. seems to just be like focused on her family and cheering them on from the sidelines. Yeah, I mean, very much like and living a lifestyle Serena Joy would really condone. So it's surprising that she's also such a such a tycoon low-key yeah absolutely okay good for her go Giselle we love that okay so Giselle let's though bring it back um to her early dating history so I don't know if you remember this Chandler but Giselle dated Leonardo DiCaprio from 1995 to 2005 I do maybe remember them early days So she dated Leo when he was peak Leo, um, which I just think is very fitting. And the problem with dating Leonardo DiCaprio was that apparently she went on a journey of self-exploration, soul-searching, and healing herself that he wasn't ready to get on. Um, No. And this is what caused them to grow apart. So she said that she, when she decided to begin her health and wellness journey, she was no longer numbing herself with smoking, drinking, and too much work. And she said, I was becoming more and more aware of things that I'd chosen not to look at. Was I alone and wanting to do some serious soul searching while he stayed the same? In mm. the end, unfortunately, the answer was yes. Scathing, but also so true. Like this tracks completely. Has Leonardo DiCaprio done any kind of evolving? exactly besides now he's dating a 27 year old supermodel right i don't think so so giselle also dated pro surfer kelly slater and the actor josh hartnett both for a short time i think kelly slater's pretty hot personally i think oh yeah absolutely tom meanwhile dated bridget monahan from 2004 to 2006 he also dated tara reed and the playboy playmate layla roberts so Mm. anyway a little dating history for both of them but let's get to how these two came together shall we yeah okay so giselle met tom and this will be a little bit of a shock on a blind date really yes is there such thing as blind dates with like celebrities like for the world's best quarterback and the world's biggest like <laughs> supermodel like not exactly sure about that i have this guy i want to set you up with um it's because you're gonna have no um, idea who he is <laughs> right right so i'm just gonna pull up some audio of giselle describing this encounter when where did you and tom meet uh we actually had a blind date because it was a funny story because for some reason everybody thought they needed to like find me a boyfriend so it was actually was my third blind date 
And uh, the other two were dinners, which I was stuck there for an hour and a half, like thinking, when can I get out? Where's my food? The third blind date was actually Tom. And I was like, this is, that's it. I'm not going any more blind dates. And I figured, let's meet for a drink because you know, a drink can take three minutes or two hours. Exactly. I mean, it's you no know, good. you can go drink or you can go <laughs> sipping. <laughs> but you know, when I saw those kind eyes, I was, I literally fall in love like right away. I was like, what? I mean, he was just so, you know, how sweet he is. Oh, I'm in love with him and too. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hmm. the kind eyes. Excuse kind me, eyes. Giselle, while my credulity is strained. I know. I don't think kind eyes is what really caught her attention. Right. I'm like, yeah. I mean, maybe there's a... No, he is just literally sculpted by God. Like, there's no boy next door. Like, he's boyish. But I don't know why we give kind eyes. Wow. He was literally created for, like people to test their sexuality against like yes, oh, are you attracted yes. to men oh, yeah. you'll find that out when you cast your eyes upon tom brady literally um, but thank you giselle so in december of 2006 they began dating and things became serious quite quickly chandler so unfortunately though while things became serious quickly things also got serious on another front because two months into the relationship Tom broke uh-huh. the news to Giselle that his ex, Bridget Monahan, was pregnant with his child. Oh, that's right. <sighs> yes. So Damn. cue the usher because apparently Tom had one on the way with, with Bridget. Um, the next day, the pregnancy news was made public and Giselle said she felt her world had been turned upside down. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to play a clip for you of Tom discussing this moment with Howard Stern. Okay, Chan- Howard okay, Stern is a radio you. host, Chandler. I don't know if you remember this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so much OG Pop Apologist listeners will get that uh, little inside joke. Okay, so let me pull this up. You know, it was an interesting time because we found out after that that my ex-girlfriend was pregnant with my oldest son. Right. And I think that was a very, um, you know, that was a very, we were forced into this very important thing that was happening in our life at a new part of our relationship. So in a lot of ways, I found out a lot about, yeah, I found out a lot about Giselle through this experience. She found out a lot about me dealing with, you know, a situation that was, I would say, a very, um, you know, not, not, I would say, a very easy one in the sense that we, it was, you know, not, Oh man. Yeah. Not ideal. Not, not. Not ideal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not exactly ideal. Um, however, they they forge ahead Bridget with a pregnancy and Tom and Giselle with their relationship. And Bridget gives birth to John, whom they call Jack Cute. for undisclosed purposes. Um, his full name is John Thomas Edward Monahan. No Brady in his name, which is a little interesting. Wow. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I've always found it to be interesting, like why we still only go with the man's name. I don't know. It just is interesting. But you're taking Kagan's last name, aren't you? Yes, I am. I am. Here's the thing. People should just go with the last name that sounds the best. Let's just do that. Like, let's just go for all aesthetics, you know, and let's just go with the best sounding name. Or the family with the most money, power, and connections. Totally. That's the family whose clan should, you know, overtake the family brand. Yeah. Just if anything, to help with getting restaurant reservations. So let the numbers do the talking. Exactly. But we digress. 
So in January of 2009, Tom and Giselle get engaged and they plan their wedding channel in just a month. So, but before we get to the wedding, the wedding itself, do you want to hear Giselle discuss the proposal? I would love to hear Giselle discuss the proposal. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, What's the most romantic thing that Tom's ever done for you? When he proposed to me, he made up this whole story how my apartment was flooding and I ran over there to try to fix the situation when I got there. The whole apartment had candles and rose petals everywhere. And then he went down in his knees to to propose. And I'm like, get up! Because he just had surgery and had three staph infections. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, I got to go on my knees. I'm like, no, 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 get up, please. So, um, and here we are. Oh, that's amazing. Here we are. It's been nine years we've been married. Yes. Um, I know. Okay, she's about to give some actual marriage advice. Do you want to hear that too? Or should we proceed? Yeah, I do. Uh, No, let's hear it. Marriage advice that you can offer. Uh, keep it open and loving communication. Um, open and loving communication. Apparently, that wow. actually doesn't work, everyone. I guess we're going to have to all use closed and hostile communications because clearly open and loving didn't work Didn't work for these people. Oh, my gosh. Also, like, it's a pretty, like, vanilla piece of marriage advice, I'll be honest. That's what yeah, I absolutely. feel like her book is basically full of. No offense. Oh, really? Have you read the book? No, but I listened to the podcast that reviewed it. Oh, really? See, I think there's more going on under the surface with Giselle, but we're going to get to that at the okay. end of this episode. Okay. Okay. So the ring Chandler as a jewelry lover, let's discuss the ring. Um, Tom proposed Please. with a cushion cut center stone estimated to be four carats set in platinum flanked by tapered baguettes. The estimated value mm. is 145,000. That seems a little wow. much for four carats to me. I thought four carat rings. I didn't think they were that much. Yeah, interesting. Okay, did you see the text message that Kagan sent me that I posted on Instagram about Clean Simple Eats? He said, SOS, we are out of the chocolate flavor of Clean Simple Eats, which by the way, I really didn't know that we could get it for free. So I've been paying full price and just ordering because I literally am a paying customer of this company. Clean Simple Eats, everyone, is the purveyor of the best protein powder on the planet. Can we just say, we've had some people get converted to the religion of clean symbol eats and they have messaged us saying you were right. It is so delicious. It will make milk taste like chocolate milk. If you get the brownie batter, or, you know, I love to put oh. the vanilla in a fruit smoothie. You just, you can't go wrong. You can't mess it up either. I would say you, it is so good. Someone texts me. They're like, does it have a weird aftertaste? I'm like, no, this is clean simple eats. It tastes like melted ice cream, just mixed in cold water. And it's made from clean grass fed, perfect ingredients. Mm-hmm. What yeah. more do you people want? What more do you out want? Of this world? What more do you want? Yeah. I don't know. Cleansimpleeats.com, everyone. Go try the vanilla, try the chocolate. Use our code Pop Apologist for 10% off. We love the sponsor. I'll be drinking Clean Simple Eats on my deathbed. I hope so. All right, you guys. A quick announcement. We are running in March a $500 shopping spree giveaway. Very exciting. And to enter, all you have to do is recommend the podcast on your Instagram stories, tag us and include a link for your followers to easily tap and listen to your favorite Mm -hmm. episode of the podcast. Mm -hmm. We ask that you only do this if you would actually share the pod, you know, with your friends on your story. You know, this is is a giveaway um, of authenticity, if you will. 
Um, we also ask in that same spirit that you don't mention that it's a giveaway. Exactly. Please share the pod, share it on your stories, get the word out, spread the good word of pop apologists. Make sure to tag us. We'll see it. We'll respond that you're entered. And then we're going to pick one person at random and they'll win $500 to go to town with. So enter this month in March, you guys shopping spree giveaway. So the couple got married in February 2009 at the Santa Monica Catholic Church before heading home with Giselle's parents who flew in from Brazil, Tom's parents, and his son, John, who was two at the time. It was a very small, casual celebration. They got married, went back home, and Tom barbecued steak. They had champagne, cake, wow. and ice cream. I know. Tom barbecued steak? Yeah, kind of shocking. So this is what Tom wow, says. Wow, that's says, lovely. I know. He said, I think you always have this idea that weddings need to be 200 people and you invite everybody. And I'm all for it if people want to do that. But I think there was something really special about just having our parents there. Wow. No friends. So that was their first wedding. They had a second wedding. So I don't know why they rushed down the aisle. But a mere two months later, they had a second wedding in Costa Rica with Uh, Only close family invited, though. Giselle gave all the guests at her wedding a copy of the book, The Mastery of Love, since apparently it's one of her favorites. Can I just say, though, that book, giving everyone a book about love is kind of annoying. It's like you're just getting started. Why don't you give everyone a book about love at like your 60th anniversary party? Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Um, I, I feel like it would just be hilarious if she gave them a book about like the secret to love and you open it and you start reading it. And it's like the secret to love is being genetically, literally perfect and having tons literally. of money and infinite resources, the world at your feet. This will land you a happy and successful literally. relationship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a book for top supermodels and top athletes and how they can relish in their good fortune. Literally. <laughs> oh my gosh okay so this is what tom told gq in november 2009 about their decision to only invite family to their weddings he said the thing about it is the day is for you it's nothing personal against anybody but it's not about them it's about what you and your wife need for that day um chandler yeah how do you feel about that quote i love it it's everything to me Um, no, I think it is sweet. And I think that like as a very high maintenance bridezilla, it definitely vindicated me because I was like, yeah, this is just like sometimes you just need certain things for your day. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I'm uninviting 80% of our guests actually and only inviting family. Starting We're reducing the count this week to 12 people. You're, yeah, I've got to send out a lot of sorry emails. Wedding guests. <laughs> <laughs> laying off your wedding guests. No, that's just wow. a joke. So anyway. Good for them. Good for them, honestly. Yeah. I just want to say, I think I didn't really understand like why people like were literally like thought that them getting a divorce was world ending because maybe I didn't follow their love from the beginning. But I do think, you know, from the sounds of it, it does sound like their love was real. So, you know, when celebrity have <laughs> celebrities have love that is real, I think it's it's very world ending. And I didn't really catch that vision until just now. I mean, I think I don't know that we've been super invested in them. Um, no, I think we that haven't. They have been together for a very long time. They're also a little before our time, right? Like, yeah, they're not necessarily yeah. celebrities of our age range. Like, in our age age range, they're a little older than us. So mm-hmm. um, we weren't necessarily super that super invested in them. They're also not that public of a couple. Right, right. So, like, yeah. so maybe that's what it is. Like, with, with a couple, and I say these 
these names come out of my lips with the most sacred of tone and reverence. But when I talk about like a, a Tim and a Faith, um, a couple that's very public with their love and right. a couple that we're both deeply invested in. Deeply, um, deeply in love with. If that couple is reft, is reft asunder, I can just promise you that I will also be in the divorce decree line. Like will, literally that will, will run be- into the streets I will yeah. run into an yeah. oncoming traffic if Tim and Faith get a divorce. I know. I don't, so anyway, I don't know I'm like saying it out loud. I, I'm so sorry to the universe for even sp- speaking those words into existence. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, so we didn't have the same sort of investment because I think they're a lot more private. So they were not necessarily putting on concert tours and putting out a bunch of content about their right, love. Right, Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, yes, Chandler, this... Love is very real, but it's all becoming so clear because bringing it back to the timeline. So they rushed to get married in February and then had a second wedding in April because guess what, Chandler? Pregnant? Pregnant. So they got married the second month of the year and then she gives birth the 12th month of the year in December of 2009. So just about that 10 months later with their son, Benjamin. Wow cute and then i know it's very cute and then in december 2012 tom and giselle welcomed daughter vivian so do you want to hear giselle talk about the experience of being a mother chandler i cannot wait for this okay also something that's interesting about giselle is that she seems so healthy and well adjusted but i actually think she had like very angsty young woman years because she apparently hit rock bottom and was actually yeah trigger warning suicidal Wow. So let's see here. Wow. Yeah. Actually, I've been looking forward to sharing this with you. Our exclusive. The valley is a quieter place where you do the work that doesn't get seen, but it's so important. I've always wanted to be a mom. I've always wanted to have a family. And that was, you know, when I became a mother, it really became my priority. And I just wanted to be with my kids. When I thought about something, I thought about my kids. I was like, I want to be with them. You know, I, I, I couldn't f- see anything more important than being there for them and to be there for my husband too, you know, because for him to, to have the space to live what he loves so much. And I was actually living what I love so much, which is being a mom and a nurturer and taking care of my family, which is very, it was just very different than what I was used to. So it took some time to adjust. It is so hard to believe where you are now that in your 20s, there was a time that you had panic attacks. That was definitely rock bottom for me. It started all in a little plane. You know, I was in Costa Rica and I was flying a six-seater plane and the plane starts shaking like a little leaf. I mean, I, I was like completely sense of powerless, you know, and I'm a person who always likes to kind of have things under control. That was definitely out of control moment. And it kind of started this kind of fear of being um, in, in small spaces. So it started with a little plane ride, but then it became like tunnels, subways, elevators. I mean, I lived in the ninth floor in an apartment. I would go up nine floors of stairs because I was scared that I would like suffocate. I mean, it was crazy. Like my world just wow. kept getting smaller and smaller. You know. You said at one point when you were in that apartment mm-hmm. on the ninth floor yeah. that you went out on the balcony and what was going through your well, mind? Well, because so <laughs> oh, that was um, sorry. It's different when you write about it than when you talk about it, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But, okay, forget it. Everyone cries, right? 
let me tell you this. Um, when I read it, I cried too, because to know that you, knowing who I know now, and so thankful that you got through that period. Yeah, and you're going to help others. The reason why I wanted to share this story that to me are very, you know, very private and very, you know, puts me in a very vulnerable position in a way. It's because I know that a lot of people are, you know, is it with the hopes that people don't feel alone. I was trapped and I, and I couldn't breathe and even outside of my own balcony. From that moment on, I realized that my life needed to change. So yeah, Chandler, it ha- hasn't always just been sunshine and daisies for Giselle. Um, she's been through some hard times, which I think would come as quite a surprise to a lot of people. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to hear her talk about that, but also talk about, you know, the little simmering tension with Tom in regards to Mm. his playing schedule. This is just going to be kind of under the surface in this GMA interview. Years And you've had said some other things, but in the book, you kind of said what will be, will be. Yeah. Because, you know, he's happy. Yes. Because when you love someone, you want them to be happy. I never seen someone love something as much as he loves football and it makes me happy if i said anything in the past is because as you have a concern i mean if someone you love if my kid falls or if someone says something if they come back home and say someone said something to me at school i mean i turn into a ferocious liar i'm like what (laughs) you know i mean i think it's just mama mama bear comes out in me i'm like you know no one is gonna hurt someone i love you know you just feel very protective of them so obviously if someone hurts my children my husband anyone i love i get like a lioness you know i want to like I get my... (laughs) But I also uh, love how you said when Benny asked you about what's a celebrity and how you explain... You know, actually, Chandler, I think I pulled up the wrong quote, but I think that was great. So we can <laughs> hear that. Okay. Actually, I'm going to I'm gonna continue playing this. It goes for like 30 more seconds, and it's really okay. cute because I think it actually shows a lot of Giselle's character. So her son, apparently, when he was eight years old, was at the kitchen counter and said, what's a celebrity? Asked her that. So we're going to hear wow. how Giselle Boonchin explained what a celebrity is to her son. It was like in the morning. It was like 7 o'clock in the morning. I was making breakfast. I was like, I wonder where he learned that. Who told him that? He's eight, you know? So he's like, Mom, what's a celebrity? I said, you know, a celebrity is simply someone that has a job that is more public than other jobs. You know, it's like Daddy, for example. He plays. Everyone likes sports, and Daddy is part of the team. And then they go and cheer, and then, you know, that's televised, and then more people that don't live in Boston can see it. So that's, it's more visible job. But, you know, your teacher, doctors, there's so many scientists, there's so many incredible people that are doing incredible things in the world, and their job is simply just not visible you shares isn't that cool yes that is like wonderful she just seems very level-headed uh she doesn't seem like a person who like the fame has like changed her or got to her i don't know yeah i yeah i I feel like that description is just i don't know it's very measured and i like that it's very tender okay so as a non-celebrity i feel like if my kid asked me what a celebrity is there's a party would be like, okay, well, there are people that are better than other people. They're uh, <laughs> they're just like a cut above the rest. They literally look better, they're rich. Um, yeah, <laughs> they get a lot more perks. Yeah, um, and we're all fascinated by them. But no, right, I think it's right. just really sweet and tender that she's like that. She just acknowledges. I don't know. There's something grounded and humble about her, which is very yeah. impressive. So Chandler. Beyond that, though, beyond her groundedness, let's get back to the relationship. So in 2018, there were rumors of trouble in paradise. Apparently, things were very tense for them, and 
there was a potential pending divorce. So two years later, Tom does an interview with Howard Stern. I played a clip earlier and he talks about, you know, the tensions in the family home. So let's listen mm-hmm. to that Whoa. clip if you, if you will, okay. if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah. You know, a couple of years ago we had, you know, she didn't feel like I was doing my part for the family, you know, and she felt like I would play football all, all season and she would take care of the house. And then all of a sudden when the season would end it, I'd be like, great, let me get into all my other business activities. Let me get into, you know, my football training. And she's sitting there going, well, when are you going to do things for, for, the, for the house? When are you going to take the kids to school and do that? And that was a big part of our marriage that I I had to like check myself because she's like, I have goals and dreams too. It's just not to, you know, do these things either. So you you better start, you know, taking care of things at the house. So two years ago, it, as it related to even football for me, I had to make a big transition in my life to say, I can't do all the things that I wanted to do for football like I used to. I need, you know, I got to take care of things in my family because my family the situation wasn't great. So where there was smoke, there's fire, Chandler. Yeah, yeah. Also, I just think like, duh, man. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's It sounds a little bit like he was kind of delusional. I'm starting to, you know, lean towards mom's point of view where she's like, good for her. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that especially when more details come to light as we go further, you're going to really see why Giselle was actually pretty fucking pissed so okay but here is okay. another final clip of the interview with howard stern yeah but her point was well yeah of course this works for you right? it all works for you right but it doesn't work for me because you can get caught up in your life where you think a relationship is great because it only works for you and the, the part the point of a relationship they have to work for both but a lot of you know you better work on both Ultimately, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't seem like the most emotionally intelligent guy. I'm going to just say that. Go out on a limb here. <laughs> He's not exactly, you know, giving us Brad Falchuk level, like, you no. know, commentary and, and EQ. I just love that he's like, yeah, so I basically was completely self-centered for mm-hmm. like, you know, all of our marriage, like 10 years. And she at some point was like, hey, when are you going to help help me? When are you going to be in on this right, with me? And I right. was like, oh, oh, yeah. What about I guess that? that's what you do, you know, and that's what I learned in marriage is that, you you know, there's two people in it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. So, um. Well, in spite of the rumors, Chandler, in 2018, between 2018 and 2020, the couple is very fawning over each other on social media. Okay. So for their 10-year anniversary in 2019, Tom posts a wedding photo and he says, this is caption. He says, 10 years ago, I didn't realize how much I could love you and the family we created together. My heart is so full and I'm so blessed. I know our journey has not been easy, but the challenges we've overcome have made our bond stronger and our love grow deeper. Thank you for loving me, for supporting my dreams, and for nurturing our family the way that only you could. You're my rock, my love, and my light. I love you and I love our family. Um, Giselle wrote a similar tribute. She said, there's nothing that I love more in this world than you and our family. So this is on her Instagram for their anniversary. 
Thank you for being on this journey with me and for doing the work that it takes to make it so special. May we continue growing together, walking side by side, supporting and loving one another for many years to come. So they're not great writers. That is one no, thing we're learning. No, it's like, it's pretty, it's pretty bland. It, yeah, it's, it. it's pretty platitude But anyway, they're putting on the social media front. Um, and in 2021, Tom gave tips for a successful marriage. Do you want to hear Tom's Thank tips? God. I would love to hear them. Okay, great. So actually, to his credit, he basically, they ask him his tips for a successful marriage, and then he gives all the credit to Giselle. So there is some self-awareness here. Good. Good. At last. Yeah. At long last. We're back to another GMA interview. What are your secrets to a successful marriage? I give her a lot of credit for that. She's the one that, you know, supports the family. At the end of the day, makes a lot of the sacrifice. She brings out the best version of me. His family present for every Super Bowl win. So in February 2022, Tom announces his retirement from football after 22 seasons and seven Super Bowl titles. Well, merely a month later, Tom announces his own retirement. So this is what he says. These past two months, I've realized my place is still in the field and not in the stands. That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. They all make it possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Oh a nice, concise announcement. This is a self-centered man. Yeah. This is a man who can't get enough. Uh, exactly. And apparently these words Chandler spelled the end for Tom and Giselle. Yeah. So Giselle cannot, in the end, carry this family solely on her back forever. And Tom was reportedly willing to go to therapy, marriage counseling, et cetera, to make it work. But he wanted to keep yeah. playing football. And Giselle, you know what? She put on her favorite JoJo album and said, it's a little too little mm -hmm. too late, baby. Right, a source right. said that she gave him a lot of opportunities to fix things, and he just simply didn't. While Tom was busy following his passion, Giselle was left to parent on her own. Let me just illustrate for you what this looks like, what Giselle okay. has been through. So August 11th through the 22nd of 2022, they're still not divorced. Tom missed 11 days of football practice, Chandler. And this was big news. Do you know why? He was in the why? Bahamas with Giselle, making good on a mid-retirement promise that he made to Giselle that he would vacation with them for the first time in two decades. What? Apparently... Yes. Apparently their entire lives You're revolved joking. around his football career. And she, whenever they would vacation as a family, it would just be her and the kids. What? Yep. I mean, that is like, yeah. Wow. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Yeah. I mean, if that doesn't make you seethe in rage as a woman. Oh, I, absolutely. It's just beyond the pale. I mean, it's just, it's actually just not a marriage at all. No, it's it's actually not. You're just a supporting player in this person's main story. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and as this person is the protagonist. So this is what Tom said. He said, everyone has different situations they're dealing with, and we all have unique challenges to our lives. I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of shit going on, so you just have to try and figure out life the best you can. Well, I guess he didn't figure it out in time. Mm -hmm. So Giselle gave a quote to Elle in September of 2022 about Tom's un-retirement. Yeah. This is what she said. She said, obviously I have my concerns. This is a very violent sport and I have my children and I would like him to be more present. I have mm -hmm. definitely had those conversations with him over and over again. Yeah. 
But ultimately, I feel that everybody has to make a decision that works for them. He needs to follow his joy too. I've done my part, which is to be there for him. I moved to Boston. I focused on creating a cocoon and loving environment for my children to grow up in and to be there supporting him and his dreams. I feel very fulfilled in that way as a mother and as a wife. And now it's going to be my turn. Right, right. So in October... A month later, after giving that quote, Giselle is seen burning a sage stick around her SUV with the assistance of a holistic healer. (laughs) This is when Hollywood really, this is when she loses me as like some down to earth celebrity. (laughs) You know what? Saging your luxury SUV, you know. Denali. You gotta sage the Denali. (laughs) (laughs) If the Escalade has burned herbs inside of it, shit is hitting the fan in your personal life. Okay. That's all I have to say. Um, A mere three weeks after this sighting, Giselle files for divorce. So after months of living apart, Giselle filed for divorce in Glades County, Florida, and it was immediately finalized, Tom not contesting the filing. Wow. So- There were a lot of um, rumors coming out leading up to this divorce as we all kind of, you know, we're all there for that. Um, Yeah. This was very recently. And apparently, given that this couple is so private, what the speculation is, is that Giselle basically had her team leak that she was meeting with attorneys to show Mm -hmm. Tom that she was very serious about this divorce. That it was happening. That it was happening. Um, And this was a way for her to get it cleanly done very quickly um, and to not have him drag it out. So they had an ironclad prenup that was set down before they married in 2009. They both had their own separate business entities and the separation of their wealth was completely uncomplicated. The only other major factor was dividing up their massive property portfolio. Um, Mm -hmm. Tom Mm -hmm. will retain the $17 million mansion currently under construction on Billionaire's Bunker, Indian Creek Island in Miami. They bought the property in 2020 and demolished it. Giselle purchased her own home in Miami Beach, a modest three-bedroom, three-bathroom home for $1.25 million that she's most likely going to use as an office. She's also purchased another much larger home in Miami Beach. She gets to keep their Nicoya peninsula home in costa rica where she regularly vacations with the kids their other properties include a home in the bahamas an exclusive yellowstone club home in montana and a new york city apartment where giselle stayed during the news of their split they will retain joint custody of their children so tom's pr machine the gears are grinding okay it is at work yeah during this yeah. time. And they're yeah. trying to paint him as a good and engaged father. Since the public perception of the divorce is due to his refusal to retire and be more present for their family. Last week, apparently on his podcast, I didn't know Tom Brady had a podcast. Did you? This is like this man, this man needed to save his marriage. He didn't need to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently he said that on his podcast, he says that he hopes to be like his own parents and teach his children how to keep their heads held high in the face of adversity. He was also photographed hanging out with his kids at the movies and volunteering at a food bank recently. A source says he wants to teach his children about the importance of community service. I mean, it's all pretty, that's pretty convenient timing. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's no bad. I'm not going to say he's like Brad Pitt. You know, there are, there are worse, but it's just a bummer that, you know, he honestly kind of threw away a beautiful life 
because he loves football so much. And I, I don't know. I'm not a sports person, so maybe I just will never understand it. But yeah, well, it's not just a beautiful life he threw away. It's also a wife and witch Chandler because it's not just Giselle that he's losing, but it's also her powers. So Chandler, did you know that Giselle Bündchen is a very is very publicly an actual witch? What? This is this is more than just saging the Denali. No, so Janelle is very much a member of the occult and practices witchcraft. And hey. this is something that Tom has actually talked about. So do you want to hear some of this? I would love to hear it. <laughs> I did not know this. Yeah. So all. this is um this is something Tom basically lets slip during an interview. Um, so I'm gonna play this for you. Tom Brady's soon-to-be ex-wife, Giselle Bunchen, is a witch. And I'm not saying that due to her reasons for wanting a divorce from Tom Brady. I'm saying it because she's an actual witch. And Tom Brady confirms this. Watch this. Any superstitions going into the game? You know, I've learned a lot from my wife over the years. So she put together a little altar for me that I could bring with pictures of my kids. And I have these little special stones and healing stones and protection stones that she has me wear a necklace and take these drops she makes. I say all these mantras. And right after the game, she said, see, I did a lot of work. You do your work, I do mine. Oh she my said, gosh. you're lucky you married a witch. I'm just a good witch. Yeah, so like she actually is a witch. So I want to, there's an article um, on a site called Remezcla that's, a, that's titled, okay. The Internet Thinks Giselle Bündchen is a Witch and Responsible for Tom Brady's Wins. So this is actually where it gets even more interesting. So apparently... It's also rumored that Giselle is literally responsible for his NFL wins. And that's a little chilling when you consider the season he's currently having where he's like, yeah. it's the worst season for the Tampa. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the theory is that Giselle is solely responsible for Tom Brady's late career success because she is a witch in her witchcraft. And so this is what, so one person tweeted, someone named Kara Elaine, and she said, no, I don't care about football, but I'm absolutely obsessed with the conspiracy theory that Giselle Bündchen is a witch and has been responsible for all of Tom Brady's success and is now ruining his career with her witch powers. This is a huge moment for women. (laughs) This is absolutely true. Okay, so and then this is an article in 2019 where Tom describes how her witchcraft helps him win games. Okay, so this is what he says. So it was early January this year and I said, babe, I'm asking, do we have a chance to win at all? And she said, yeah, but you're going to have to do a lot of work and you're going to have to listen to me. And he said, man, I listened to her. And thanks to that, the Seahawks won 28 to 24. Um, And Brady is now completely on board and Tom is now completely on board with all of Giselle's pregame rituals, even if they are a little bizarre. He says, I stopped questioning her a long time ago. I just shut up and listen. Apparently, she also has an uncanny ability to see the future. And she told Tom that 2014 would be his year. And she also predicted that in 2015 that the Patriots would not win. Both predictions were correct. I mean, who am I to say she's wrong? Well, I mean, yeah, I think that, I think that, uh, listen, you, you're, you're fumbling around like you maybe, you maybe you're buying it too. Are you denying it? I just think there's more going on in this world than maybe meets the eye. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. There, there are realms beyond our everyday perceptions, perhaps. 
I'm just going to yep. throw that yeah. out there. And I think Giselle Bunchen is very much tapped into those realms. And the, right. you know, in the occult internet scene right now, the conversation is really that she would never go after you know, him as a person necessarily, like giving him ill fortune, because this is the father sure, of her children. Father, yeah, father of her children, of course. But when it comes to his football career, which really that is probably the thing that she resents the most. I mean, yeah. That has been on a complete nosedive. Also, like, hasn't he had enough? I mean, yeah, that's what you'd think, right? But apparently no. He wants to die on the field. Um Wowza. So now that we've, Chandler, gone through this whole deep dive, I think it's important to bring us back to the words of Deb. Okay. Ground us in it, please. Let's ground ourselves in mom's predictions if they came out to be true. So this is what mom texted me on October 10th. I actually haven't read this and since I posted it. So I'm reading it for the first time with you all again. So this is what she says. She says, he cannot walk away from the pure high and thrill that his football career gives him. Every day, life would be so boring for him. He tried. He just can't take it. She doesn't need a damn dime of his money, but she needs to feel important, more important than football. He runs the Ugh. risk of a huge debilitating injury at this point. He's just been lucky. She doesn't want to have that ruin the rest of their lives. Yep. Because it is such a dangerous sport. She has allowed his career to take first place for many, many years. And frankly, I'm sure she's sick of it. I'm sure that she feels he needs to be more present for their kids. Yes. And then finally, I'm sure that she drew her line in the sand. And at first he thought he could do it. But in all honesty, he just simply can't. He just can't. He just can't. He just can't. So I really want to have our older sister Ash on the Patreon to discuss witchcraft and the occult because Ashley knows a okay. lot about this stuff. Um, sure. And there's a lot of celebrity witches apparently. What? Yeah, that could be a good wow. deep dive. Um, apparently Angelina Jolie is a witch. Um, and also and she me. actually hired, tried to hire a voodoo artist or voodoo witch, witchcraft person to live with her full time for a little while. Rich people are too rich. They're too <laughs> fucking rich. <laughs> I'm serious. Like tax them. I, I like it's just it's insane at this point. Tax them more. Like if you're at a stage in life where you think you could afford to have a live-in witch, like you deserve to have your money taken from you. <laughs> oh, Chandler, that cannot be more accurate. Honestly, it's like you literally have all the staff you could possibly ever want live-in, and so it's like, why don't we get a live-in witch? No, it's like we got to tap into the underworld. Because, like, we've, we've got everything we need from this mortal world. <laughs> we've conquered this world. Exactly. All right. Well, Chandler, thank you so much for being here today as we discussed. Thank you for having me. Coming together, the rise and fall of Tom and Giselle. Uh, R.I.P. You know, I'm so excited for this next chapter for her. I know. I can't wait to see who she dates. And also, I can't wait to read her book. I just ordered it. Um, okay. Because while you might think that she's full of trite platitudes, I think that there is more brewing under the surface pun intended which is okay all right okay. love okay. you love you bye bye that's all for now folks don't forget give us a five-star review hit us up on instagram at pop apologists and we will see you next week live every wednesday
Hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.